Ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to introduce a new sponsor to the podcast. Hillsdale College has been a longtime sponsor of the broadcast. And for the new year, they've graciously agreed to exclusively sponsor the first hour or segment of the podcast. I believe deeply in the principles and mission of Hillsdale College, which I share with you during the upcoming segment. My thanks and appreciation to Hillsdale College for their long partnership with the show. And now, the podcast. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Man, we have a lot to get into. Some of it we uh, we hit very heavily on Friday, and the backbenchers are catching up today, and that's okay, since it broke on my watch. But all day long on Friday, everybody wringing their hands. Oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? BuzzFeed, sir. What are we going to do? No, 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 no. Stick with me, kids. Stick with me, folks. You know, I look at this partial government shutdown and this wall issue. First of all, today is Martin Luther King's, or a celebration of Martin Luther King's birthday. It's a national holiday. It's a federal holiday. The government is shut down. And this really is irritating to me. It's really a, uh, a, a such a disservice, such a lie by the media. Day 31 of the shutdown. They're now counting national holidays. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Martin Luther King's birthday. It is a national holiday. The federal government is shut down. And they just keep throwing it on to Trump. But here's, here's what I'm thinking, and here's what we need to start telling people. Just put it together. It's simple, but it's there sitting on the table. Pick it up, which is this. Nancy Pelosi effectively controls the appropriation process in the House of Representatives. It falls to the House. She rules the House like Kim Jong-un. Looks a little bit like Kim Jong-un in the right light, may I say, with all due respect. So she controls whether or not the government will be funded fully. She controls whether or not we'll get a measly $5.7 billion to build barriers, among other things, in some of these gap areas on the wall, uh, on the border. So she's blocking the spending. She's blocking the wall. She is blocking everything. If the President of the United States has the power to shut the government, then he has the power on his own, unilaterally, I guess, to open the government. That's how ridiculous all of this propaganda is. Now, he can trigger the National Emergencies Act, and I suspect at some point he will. But the routine process under our government, the routine, not the exceptional, not the Emergency Act, Nancy Pelosi is blocking the funding of the federal government. Nancy Pelosi is responsible for these federal employees 
not working. And Nancy Pelosi is responsible for the open border. All of it. Because she can change it if she wants to. As an institutional matter, she can. As an institutional matter, the president can't. He can't just open the federal government. He doesn't create bills. He doesn't create appropriations. Again, the National Emergencies Act, which is constitutional, has been used in the past, and I suspect the president will use again. That's a rare tool. It's a rare tool. And if we had a real media in this country, and make no mistake about it, we don't. That's how this would be reported. Pelosi wouldn't get all these slobbering interviews from the slobbering media. She would get tough interviews from a real media. Now, we saw in the BuzzFeed story that there is no real media. We saw the BuzzFeed story, and I'm not going to repeat my one hour on it on Friday, which obviously led to the special counsel releasing their statement. For 24 hours this was going on, and then finally they released the statement. And I want to thank all my brothers and sisters in talk radio for acknowledging that. Did you notice, Mr. Producer? Not a damn one. They can't help it. They can't help it. It's okay. But anyway, there was a great piece, the Daily Caller. I give attribution. Great piece over at Newsbusters. Newsbuster points out how much time was spent by the network news on the BuzzFeed story. A lot. You know, they're really like 20, 22-minute news programs in a 30-minute period. Well, ABC, NBC, and CBS spent collectively about 22 minutes. That is an enormous amount of time. You know, with the caveats. Well, it may not be true. Maybe it is true. Who knows if it's true? Well, then don't run with it. But there were the newspapers and their sites. Washington Compost. BuzzFeed's Trump Cohen bombshell dominated the morning news shows, except on Fox and Friends. I guess we're supposed to hate Fox and Friends. BuzzFeed's same paper, Washington Compost. BuzzFeed's Michael Cohen story, if true, looks to be the most damning to date for Trump. But it's not true. CNBC. Trump told his lawyer Michael Cohen to lie to Congress about Russia-Trump Tower deal, BuzzFeed report says. Hmm. Why did they go with that? Because they could. Los Angeles Times. Trump reportedly told Michael Cohen to lie to Congress. His own attorney general pick testified that's a crime. The word impeach, impeached, impeachment was used almost 200 times until the Mueller statement came out. I believe that's from the Daily Caller. Almost 200 times. Think about that. This is par for the course. And then, of course, Mueller's praised. If they're sitting on his hands for a Almost a full day. 
See, this demonstrates how honorable he is. This demonstrates the spin is on. Doesn't demonstrate any such thing. There was an entire article in the Washington Compost explaining how they struggled in the special counsel's office to determine how to react to BuzzFeed because now people were actually calling for the president's impeachment based on false information. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if that's the concern, then the special counsel's office would have issued 30, 40, 50 statements by now. But the Washington Post tells us they needed 24 hours or however much time to go through their interview notes and documents to make sure that they were right about BuzzFeed being wrong. Now, let me tell you something. If Andrew Weissman, Andrew Weissman, the deputy to Mueller, or Mueller, or any of the liberal Democrat donors on Mueller's staff, if any of them had come across information that Donald Trump told Michael Cohen to lie to Congress about the Trump Tower development non-project in Russia, anybody, any of them, they wouldn't have had to search their files or their notes or papers. They're working on a report that would have been at the top of the list. So the Washington Compost comes over the top to try and give them cover. I don't give them cover at all. And I will continue to say, and I keep saying, whether behind this microphone or on Levin TV, on Fox and Friends Sunday, which is a great show. They actually let you talk. So I really enjoy that show. And Sean, too. He lets me talk. I appreciate it very much. Anyway, so what I'm saying is, they were concerned about a leak investigation. Fact, Mr. Producer. I want you to listen to this Anthony Cormier, a BuzzFeed reporter on CNN yesterday, when the little gnome, Brian Stelter, decided, you know, and I bet... I better ask them questions or I'm going to look like the clown that I always am. And they're attacking BuzzFeed in a way, backhandedly, because BuzzFeed embarrassed them. It's one thing to be a lying, cheating fraud as a reporter or a news outlet. It's another thing to get caught. That's the problem. They got caught. To quote the late, great Chris Cuomo, oh yeah, the great Chris Cuomo Mueller didn't do us any favors, you know. Like the whole world exists to do him and them a favor. Here's Anthony Cormier, BuzzFeed, which is really Birdfeed, on CNN yesterday. It starts with a little gnome, Stelter. Cut to go. Let me just ask about documents like the dossier. Uh, Anthony, you said on CNN on Friday that you had not seen the documents you described in the story. Jason Leopold said on MSNBC, we've seen documents. Can you explain that to us? Yeah, I can't really get into like the details there, but we're really at this point because of uh, because of the calls for a leak investigation and and the sort of sensitivity around that matter, we really can't go any further at all in, in order not to jeopardize our sources. Uh, we made a commitment to them, and we're going to honor that commitment. You get the point, folks. Oh, they heard us loud and clear. The president's lawyers heard us loud and clear. The special counsel heard us loud and clear. The bird feed reporters, the knuckleheads, they heard us loud and clear because they know, like I know, that in reporting what they reported, as fallacious as it is, 
It pointed back to Mueller's office, which would have triggered a leak investigation. And that's why Mueller did what he did. And that's why I keep repeating. And this guy Cormier has essentially admitted, look, there, there's calls for now a leak investigation, so I, I can't get into this. I can't get into this anymore. Of course not. Now, the uh, bombshell BuzzFeed report, frustrating after Mueller disputes the report, you see. And we have a montage from our friends at the Washington Free Beacon. MSNBC and CNN. Cut four, go. Giant news story from BuzzFeed News today. It is one of the most dramatic and potentially devastating developments. A bombshell reporting. A bombshell. This is a bombshell. In this bombshell. 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 Tonight's bombshell report. We got to get back to that bombshell. The biggest bombshell. BuzzFeed's latest bombshell. Bombshell. Damning and damaging stuff. What may be the most damning allegation yet? What may be the most damning report to date? A new report so damning that if true a story that if true 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 important caveat if true could mean the president obstructed justice the president's gonna lose his job is a game changer the trump presidency would be over could very well put in motion donald trump's impeachment that's fueling new talk of impeachment could very well be impeachment could lead to his impeachment historically it's a beeline to impeachment how close are we getting to impeachment but yeah so so whoa but no one else reported anything different this president committing a federal crime. Let's say that one more time. Lie to Congress. We are at a turning point here. Individual number one is in big, big trouble. BuzzFeed's description of specific statements to the special counsel's office and characterization of documents and testimony obtained by this office regarding Mr. Cohen's uh, congressional testimony are not accurate. Don't fall for what these politicians out there want you to Breathless. do. They want you to think we're all crooked. We're not. The record of the press <laughs> in reporting the Russia story is actually pretty spectacular. They're not saying it's false. They're saying it's not the, the overall the false. Old, it's not accurate. It's an old term of art for flax. It doesn't mean it's not true. It means that maybe the, in, a, in certain iotas, it wasn't quite true. The story publishes, and then 22 hours later, we get this statement. Yeah. That's a strange, right? That's a weird fact pattern. I think for the audience at home, I think this is even more frustrating than it was last night. It's frustrating a bit that the that the statement from the special counsel did not specifically say what was uh, inaccurate. I think Robert Mueller's strategy of saying nothing about anything ever, even off the record, is very frustrating. Mueller didn't do the media any favors tonight, and he did do the president one. This is what liberals do. Something happens, there's some pushback, there's some nuance, and liberals go into this, like, backpedaling. But I just think this is a bad day for us. No, it reinforces every bad stereotype about the news media. Jeffrey Tubin, right the first time in his life. Or at least on TV on CNN. These people are flesh and blood, ladies and gentlemen, but they are power hungry. They are power hungry, just like the Democrat Party. This is why you don't get straight stories about the partial government shutdown. It's why you don't get straight stories about an open border. This is why you watch presidential press conferences in in which the president is disrespected. This is why you see press conferences with Nancy Pelosi and her team of reprobates, and they're treated as if they're kings and queens and princes and, and princesses. This is why Chuck Todd can announce there is climate change, period, and there'll be no other discussion about it. Deniers, you know. 
These are arrogant people. In many cases, they have low IQs and are ignorant. It doesn't take much to be a journalist. A good way to start for you kids out there, you work for Democrats, particularly in an administration or on Capitol Hill, and then NBC may hire you as the anchor for Meet the Press. I'll be right back. Mark One hundred and seventy five years. That's how long Hillsdale College has been around. As we start a new year, Hillsdale's entering its hundred and seventy fifth year, but in all of that time it still holds the same principles since eighteen forty four. The college was founded to teach students to seek truth, to recognize what is beautiful, and to hold up what is good. Most colleges have lost their way and are now in the grip of political correctness. They reject the idea of objective truth and peddle moral and cultural relativism, not Hillsdale College. Hillsdale continues to provide sound learning essential to preserving civil and religious liberty. Hillsdale is my favorite college because it has stayed true to that mission and extends it nationwide on behalf of liberty. From its free online courses to its free speech digest and primus, from training leaders at their Kirby Center in Washington, D.C., to helping establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide, Hillsdale is educating Americans to restore our freedom. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. This is Hillsdale College. Please visit hillsdale.edu to learn more. That's hillsdale.edu. I didn't say it, by the way, as a footnote, I'll say it now. The National Football League, your referees, I mean, these are huge games. And near the end of the games, to have so many outrageous calls in one case a non-call is a disgrace I don't care what team you like or don't like these men work very hard and we the fans we sit there for hours and watch this and to see such obvious in one case obvious missed call involving the Saints and then seeing other calls I mean it's just uh, it just kind of zaps you and I don't have a team, any of these four teams, none of them are my teams, but still, you want the best team to win, right? Here's Chris Cuomo. We'll slip this in, and then we'll move along. CNN, cut five, go. Although I have to tell you, Mueller didn't do the media any favors tonight, and he did do the president one. Because as you saw with Rudy Giuliani, and as I'm sure you'll see with the president himself, um, this allows them to say, you can't believe it. You can't believe what you read. You can't believe what you hear. You can only believe us. Even the special counsel says that the media doesn't... You know, this just shows you what an egomaniac, a narcissist, this guy and the vast majority of them are. They're talking about themselves, that they're the victims. And now they're going to be criticized. And you can't have that, ladies and gentlemen. These children on cable TV are about as dumb and spoiled as they get. I'll be right back. Have you ever thought about the word education? It means to lead forth. Now, let me tell you about a place that leads forth. Hillsdale College. At Hillsdale, students are challenged to discover the right way forth by reading the greatest books by the greatest minds in history. And they learn the meaning of the three ultimate and related things, the good, the true, and the beautiful. Now, unfortunately, many of our nation's other colleges have lost their way. Locked in the grip of political correctness, they no longer allow free and open discourse. Rejecting the idea of objective truth, they peddle moral and cultural relativism. But as we begin a new year, we can be thankful that none of this applies to Hillsdale College. 
For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. As Hillsdale enters its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. This is Hillsdale College. Please visit Hillsdale. Go to hillsdale.edu to learn more. That's hillsdale.edu. The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. Now, on the heels of this disastrous fail for the media, and let me underscore for Chris Cuomo and all the other goofballs, you don't own the media. You don't own the airwaves. You don't own freedom of the press. That's all about we the people. Freedom of the press is about you. Not the Cuomo family or any of these other reporters. They have very powerful seats. But they do not own freedom of the press. You do. It exists for you. It exists to undergird our republic. It exists to make our society stronger and better and when people sit in these positions and abuse their authority and lie to you and spin and advance their own personal political agenda they are who threat your rights and your liberties this is why I spend so much time talking about it and on the heels of this disaster Respecting BuzzFeed. There was another one. And sadly, it it included a number of conservatives. This is why I don't jump so fast and join the crowd. I almost never join the crowd. I sit back and I wait. You don't have to be first out uh, out of the gate to prove to everybody that you're smarter than everybody or wiser than everybody. And there's a little bit of a, a, a problem among some conservatives. They want to be loved by the left, especially the New York Times. They would kill for a write-up in the New York Times. And so they're quick on the trigger to trash their own people or to pile on with the left in circumstances when they think they can justify it as a conservative act. And we saw that with a bunch of Catholic kids over the weekend. And it's another disgrace, and it's, it's quite sad. You've heard about it. And everybody's running for, for the high grass, particularly those who piled on, including a number of conservatives. There was a piece in The Atlantic by Julie Irwin Zimmerman. The Atlantic. Which, as you know, is a left-wing 
media entity that called for Trump's impeachment like a week ago to try and uh, push that agenda. But here's what she said. By Sunday morning, more videos had surfaced. And I started looking for the clip that showed them chanting support for the wall. These Catholic kids from Kentucky, you know. I couldn't find it, but I did find a confrontation more complicated than I first believed. I saw a few people yelling terrible insults at the students before Phillips approached. Phillips. Nathaniel Phillips, or Nathan Phillips, is a, apparently a Native American. He's also a thorough liar. Absolute liar. Thank God for handheld phones and videotape. I saw Phillips approach the students. I had believed him when he said he'd intended his drumming to diffuse the tension. And this poor kid, he's drumming in his face, he's drumming in his ears. The kid doesn't do a thing, he stares at him. He looks scared to death. You know, these are adults. And the others are kids. But I also wondered how a group of high school students could have gleaned that he didn't articulate it in a language they might understand. I hated the Make America Great Again hats some of the kids were wearing. Their listless tomahawk chops the way some of their chanting mocked Phillips. But I also saw someone with Phillips yelling at a few of the kids that his people had been here first. That Europeans had stolen their land. She says, well, I wouldn't disagree. The scene was at odds with the reports that Phillips and those with him were attempting to calm a tense situation. And that was the reporting, ladies and gentlemen. Kind of. I'll get to that. I'll circle back in a minute. So I watched the longer video, she writes. She's a lib. I began to see the smirking kid in a different light. Folks, he wasn't smirking. He looked scared to death like he didn't know what the hell to do. It seemed to me that a wave of emotions rolled over his face as Phillips approached him. The Native American with the drum. (coughs) Confusion. Fear. Resolve. He finally, I thought, settled on an expression designed to mimic respect while signaling to his friends that he had this under control. Observing it, I wondered what different reaction I could have reasonably hoped a high school junior to have in such an unfamiliar and bewildering situation. I came up empty, she says. Let's assume the worst and agree that the boy was being disrespectful. That still would not justify the death threats he's been receiving, would not justify the harassment of the other Covington Catholic student, who wasn't even in Washington, D.C., but who was falsely identified as the smirker by some social media users. Online vigilantes unearthed his parents' address, peppered his family with threats all weekend long, even as they were trying to celebrate a family wedding, accusing them of raising a racist and promising to harm their family business. Because the left, ladies and gentlemen, the Reds, they've learned from history. It's the Reds on the left who are violent. She says, the story is a Warsaw test. Tell me how you first reacted, and I can probably tell you where you live, who you voted for in 2016, and your general take on a list of other issues. But it shouldn't be. Uh, You'd be wrong in some cases. 
take away the video and tell me why millions of people care so much about an obnoxious group of high school students protesting legalized abortion in a small circle of American Indians, protesting centuries of mistreatment, were briefly locked in a tense standoff. Take away Twitter and Facebook and explain why total strangers care so much about people they don't know in a confrontation they didn't witness. Why are we all so primed for outrage? And what if the thousands of words and countless hours spent on this had been directed towards something consequential? Well, I certainly didn't spend a lot of time on this. And it wasn't until this afternoon that I took a close look at this. And we know exactly what happened. There's a group that self-identifies as the black Israel, excuse me, the black Hebrew Israelites. I never heard of them, but I've looked them up. Now I know a lot about them. They're a hate group. They're racists. They are the black Hebrew Israelites who claim to have been the first on earth. And of course, the white man stole everything from them. And it goes on and on. It's really hateful, sick stuff. And if you watch a chunk of the real video, you will see the kinds of names and things they were saying to these kids. Yelling at them. Really outrageous. Using the F word to call them gay. Calling them inbreds. And on and on. This group, a handful of American Indians led by Nathan Phillips, came between them, but not really. Confronted the kids, the white Catholic kids. And this Nathan Phillips got right into the face of this one kid, picked him out of the crowd, and was banging his drum right in his face. And singing a song, I, I assume that is, uh, is known to Native Americans or whomever. And the kids reacted, but they didn't call names. They didn't use slurs. This guy Phillips goes to the media, and he lies through his teeth. He goes to the media and he lies through his teeth. There's another great piece at National Review, and unfortunately several of the National Review Trump haters fell right in the line because they were wearing their MAGA hats. And you see, the scenario here is they like Trump, they support Trump, they're white kids, they're obviously racists. And we need to portray them as such. And the media went right along, and Hollywood went right along, and some conservatives and some rhinos didn't wait couldn't wait 24 hours to find out if what they were hearing and seeing was actually true no they jumped in because they needed to be counted among the moral and among the outraged and now they're counted among the embarrassed and in many cases the stupid it's unfortunate And the Washington Post reporters, three of them, here's how they began their story. A Native American man steadily beats his drum at the tail end of Friday's Indigenous Peoples March, and this was actually at the March for Life, 
while singing a song of unity urging participants to be strong against the ravages of colonialism that include police brutality, poor access to health care, and the ill effects of climate change on reservations. Surrounding him are a throng of young, mostly white teenage boys, several wearing Make America Great Again caps. One stood about a foot from the drummer's face, wearing a relentless smirk. Nathan Phillips, a veteran in the indigenous rights movement, was the man in the middle. In an interview Saturday, Phillips, 64, said he felt, he's 64 years old, said he felt threatened by the teens and that they swarmed around him as he and, and he and other activists. That is a flat-out lie. That's not what happened. And you can see it on the video. Absolute lie. Nonetheless, many stories, many stories were of this, were of this nature. That these kids were responsible. And so what happened? When a minute 40, I think it was, tape, give or take, was released, then you saw everything. Or almost everything. You saw that this Nathan Phillips is a liar. You saw the things that this, these, this black Hebrew Israelites group said, which were absolutely appalling to these teenagers. Catholic kids, white kids mostly, who came to the March for Life as their school usually sends them there. They usually want to go, and they were waiting at the Lincoln Memorial for their bus to take them back. And it is they who were attacked. It was they who were provoked. And Nathan Phillips is no hero. He's a slimeball. What will come of this? Nothing. Journalists, as media reports of all places, and celebs rush to delete tweets slamming mega-hat kids. Rush to delete tweets. Kara Swisher deleted her tweet. She's a contributing op-ed writer to the New York Slimes. Scott Thurman, St. Clair chief political correspondent, he deleted his. Anti-Trump activist Ed Krasenstein, he deleted his. There's more. The New Republic's Jeet here deleted his or hers. CNN's Bakari Sellers deleted his, or is it hers? Hollywood's Patton Oswald deleted his tweet. Anna Navarro, absolute loser, deleted her tweet, calling out the, quote, ass white parents of the students for teaching them bigotry and racism. Pretty grotesque. And so did some conservatives. You can go online and see who they are. Shame on them. Next time, don't rush in breathlessly. Hold your breath a little bit. Get a feel for what's taking place, particularly with today's media, with anonymous sources, with a lack of vetting, with an ideological agenda. You should know better. Strike two on the media. Strike three? Well, that's to come. When they make the final push for the silent coup to remove a constitutionally elected president of the United States. And we'll be there to watch, and I hope you'll be with me. Because there's one thing I can say. 
I will give you the truth as I see it. I'm not going to jump. I'm not going to pile on. We're going to take our time and look at these things. I'll be right back. hard to go when I like that song there now ladies and gentlemen this story involving these kids that's what they are they're teenage kids is not about the teenage kids it's about the press the story is about the press the story that preceded it is about the press. Now, we got to see a little bit of what the press is doing. But now you understand why President Trump is treated the way he's treated. Now you understand why Nancy Pelosi's treated the way she's treated. Anyway, now that Congress is under new leadership, at least in the House... It already seems to be on a mission to thwart our freedom, yours and mine. But too many representatives don't understand how to preserve liberty. And of course, some, especially so-called progressives, actually seek to diminish it. Our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what is beautiful, and hold up what is good. But the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions. Locked in the grip of political correctness, they no longer allow free and open discourse. Rejecting the idea of objective truth, they peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. As Hillsdale enters its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. Please visit hillsdale.edu to learn more. That's hillsdale.edu. Hillsdale.edu. Ladies and gentlemen, this story involving these kids, that's what they are, they're teenage kids, is not about the teenage kids. It's about the press. The story is about the press. The story that preceded it is about the press. Now, We got to see a little bit of what the press is doing. But now you understand why President Trump is treated the way he's treated. 
Now you understand why Nancy Pelosi's treated the way she's treated. What a mess. What a mess. Freedom of the press. I wish we had it. Now the President of the United States on Saturday, he gave a short speech, not a formal speech, a short speech. And he made yet another proposal to the Democrats. He's been asking them, almost begging them in a way, to come to the table to talk. They refuse. They will not have a political gun held to their heads, they say. Now you're talking about democratic socialists, as they like to refer themselves, who spend money on everything and anything, who want to tax you at 70 to 90 percent who want free health care for all, including illegal aliens. Free education for all, including illegal aliens. They want to redistribute your hard-earned tax dollars, your wealth. I've decided the reason they don't want to close the southern border, or at least close it to illegal uh, uh, aliens who wish to come here, is because they hate the American middle class. They despise it. Any massive international corporation, the U.S. Chamber of Crony Capitalism, they don't have a problem with that. I mean, after all, they like illegal uh, immigration. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. The number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Do you know what the president proposed on Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time? I'll bet most of you don't know. Because it's given short shrift. And the Democrats, the leadership anyway, and most of them, they were opposed to it before he even gave the specifics. Before he even gave the specifics. And you have some kooks who claim to be conservatives who in the past have backed Chris Christie and Mitch McConnell and Lord knows who else, trying to move to the right of everybody, including you. What the president proposed wasn't perfect, but I back it because it does not give amnesty. Now, later the president tweeted, if I could get a more comprehensive plan, then I'd consider amnesty on the table. Well, if he does that, then we will oppose it. But he didn't do that. Here's what was proposed by the president. $5.7 billion for strategic deployment of physical barriers, a wall, or steel slats and so forth. $800 million in urgent humanitarian assistance in our own country for dealing with the aliens who are here. $805 million in new drug detention technology. I, I mean, what's wrong with that? 2,750 new border agents and law enforcement professionals. I'm all for that. 75 new immigration judge teams. Good. To process. The backlog is massive. To process some of the backlog. 
three years of legal relief and protection from deportation from, for DACA recipients. Three years. Three-year extension of protections for immigrants under temporary protected status. So these are the two things that some seem to object to on the... Uh, who claim to be right of you and me. This is no big deal to me. Three years. Temporary extensions. I mean, they've been talking about amnesty. And a pathway to... And legalization. And a pathway to citizenship. Whatever phraseology you want to use. None of that's in here. None of it. So when I heard this, I said, all right, good. And $5.7 billion for strategic deployment of physical barriers. Fine. Good. Why oppose this? Well, because DACA is unconstitutional and he's extending it. He can still assert that DACA is unconstitutional and extend this for three years because it's in the courts, it's bogged down, and he has to wait for an answer. Ultimately, I guess, from the United States Supreme Court. So what's he supposed to do? Stand there in handcuffs and wait till, uh, till the courts decide? No. He wants to move the ball. He is fighting harder, frankly, to get physical barriers on this wall than any previous president that I can think of. He knows the history here. He knows that if he agrees with Pelosi, open the government, quote-unquote, like most of it's not, and uh, then they'll negotiate. He knows that that's the crap they always pull on Republicans. And also, this president is not compelled to do actions, to take actions on behalf of the radical fringe Democrat base. Not only is it not his base... It's not the vast majority of the American people. The open borders extremists that run sanctuary cities, sanctuary states, who've nullified federal law, who are absolutely lawless, who support anarchy on the southern... You know, this is why I said at the opening of the program, it is time that the Democrats at least tell us what their proposal is. And it better not include any barriers. So what's the proposal? No barriers. That is, no walls. No steel tracks or whatever they're talking about. Okay, well then what's the proposal? I want to know what the Democrat proposal is. Now, I don't expect to get anybody from the BuzzFeed slash... Nathan Phillips Media to give us an answer to even pursue this. They're too busy regurgitating the Democrat talking points. But I think it's a legitimate question. If I could ask Pelosi a question, I'd say, look, everything aside, what is your proposal? Well, you know, uh, technology and, uh, you know, uh, some of the uh, drones. Okay, great. How do you stop people from getting in here? I'm not talking about chasing them once they get here, which is an impossible task. It's an impossible task. Particularly when you want to get rid of ICE, which provides interior enforcement when it comes to, uh, to immigration. So what is their proposal? You know, folks, 
This has been going on a long time. And the fact that the media do not provide that information is pretty shocking, is it not? I mean, these, these Democrats are all over TV. Can't we ask them? What is your proposal? Please tell us. What is your proposal? Well, I'm not going to talk about it until we open the government. No, I want to talk about it now. I'm not in charge. You know, I'm not the president of the United States. What is your proposal? Well, they will not provide it. Well, why is it? Because you will be repulsed by it. That's why. Let's go to Richard, Kansas City, Missouri. Mark Levin app. Go. Thank you, sir, for accepting my call. I hope you're having a great day. I, well, I it's one. a long day. Uh, we'll see. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, I hear what you're saying about DACA, and really they're prolonging the inedible. Let's let's just, I mean, excuse my grammar. I'm not that smart. I'm the uneducated. uneducated. Uh, you don't have to apologize. Okay. Say your piece. Uh-huh. I'm not uneducated. You're fine. Don't get into that. Just say your piece. I, I just, I just, I just think that why not start deportating these people? If our government really because wants- we have a federal court decision already that says no. Okay. All right. But we could, we could. Here's what Trump could do. He could do e-verify on everybody that's got a job in our country. E-verify on he actually every- can't because, unfortunately, and he wants to change it, the E-verify is voluntary. You believe that? It's what? Voluntary. Okay. All right. No, I- In other words, he keeps saying our laws are screwed up. He wants to eliminate birthright citizenship. He wants to make E-verify mandatory. He wants to do all these things that we want him to do. But he can't. He's boxed in. And so what he's saying is, okay. I'm going to make a very modest proposal. We'll give a three-year extension to DACA and the other things I said, and I want the 5.7. You know, it's going to cost like $30, $40 billion, everybody, or 25 at least, and that's okay by me as it is by most of us. That's national security. That's fine. Rather than blowing it on giving money to Iran or whatever, the point is they will not permit it. They control the purse strings. So he's trying to negotiate. So when you get idiots, and I don't mean you, sir, who have a, who, who, who have a public uh, presence of some sort, why, I don't know, who say he's a sellout, he's a this, he's a that, they have no idea on what he should do. None. One, one None. question. If, if, why, do, why is it that Americans have law that we have to follow Twenty-two to thirty million illegal aliens don't have to follow a law. I don't understand that. I, I, I don't th- understand. I, I think you do understand that. You have countries that are lawless, individuals who are lawless. We're getting to that point, which concerns me greatly. But we're not at that point yet. There are lawless things going on in this country with sanctuary cities and the left and so forth. But there hasn't been a complete breakdown. At least not yet. But we're getting there. So, so that'll happen one day. Two relatives killed by illegals. And you know what the police... Hold on, hold on. You do? You did? Yes. Yes. Oh, my, my brother, goodness. My, my brother-in-law was killed on Independence Avenue and, uh, and, and Indiana in Kansas City, Missouri. He was walking down the street. There was a Mexican bar. 
the the illegal got mad. He went seven minutes. Well, they said he'd come back at 15 minutes. So I'm figuring he went five minutes there to his house, five minutes back, got a high-powered rifle, shot my brother-in-law in the back Holy with a high-powered mackerel. rifle, left him dead. The police says, oh, he's illegal, but we're going to catch him. I said, well, what's his name? Oh, we don't know. I said, well, how are you going to catch somebody if you don't even know their damn name? Mm-hmm. And he still hasn't been caught. The other... My niece's cousin was shot down on Ninth and Jackson, shot right there. He was 17 years old. Oh, he was killed. Geez. He was killed. And he, Johnny, Johnny Wynn, Johnny Joe Wynn was his name. And they had that guy in prison. They let him go. Now they can't find him. I mean, how many people has got to be killed by these people that shouldn't even be in our country? You're so right, and I hear your anguish, and you have every reason to be disgusted with your government and to be furious. You really do, and then you watch these people debating on TV like this is some academic matter. It's not an academic matter. It's a real life-and-death matter, and I'm sorry, Richard, and I appreciate your call, okay? Is she still there? Uh, yes, sir. All right, you call you 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 call any time you want, Richard, and I really am sorry for what you've had to suffer through your whole family. It is a disgrace. I and this is and, and by the way, Richard, this is why when people say, "Hey, you know, American citizens kill more," I I say, "Hold on. Those people in this country illegally, these people would be alive if they weren't in this country. That's the bottom line." That's right. There's no other bottom line but that, sir. Are right, you hang in there, Richard? I'm sorry. I appreciate it, sir. All right. Unbelievable. Rob, Covington, Kentucky. Covington was put on the map today. The great WVLK. How are you, sir? Yes, sir. A proud moment in my life. Well, thank you. Aren't you kind? Thank you. Mr. Levin, the great one. Let me just say, you know, not making fun of Mitch McConnell, but those young men are his constituents. To my knowledge... Uh, Mitch hasn't said anything yet. That's a great point, and he won't. No, of course not. But I, I live near those people. There are some of them are my neighbors. I'm familiar with Covington Catholic. For the years and years, they provide an educational service to the fine people in northern Kentucky. Those mm-hmm. are good people. Those mm-hmm. young men were caught off guard. There was no malice, no intent. You know, whatever they did, I think, falls under free speech. But more importantly, I do have legitimately in my genealogy, I've done the research. Other than being a German and Scottish guy, I have some Native American blood. I hope you have more than Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring up my high cheekbones, but thanks for the yes. reminder. <laughs> yes, I mean, she's got like... One-eighth or one-tenth or one-hundredth of a percent or something. She's got a lot more in her imagination than she does in her DNA. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. That's true. It's getting close to her IQ. I I appreciate your earlier comments so very much to clarify. You know, you you are that voice of honesty, clarity, reason, circumspect review in, in a world that's just total chaos based on what the destructive media does to this country. It's sad. Well, I'll tell you, my, my wife read to me an article 
uh, over the weekend. We were in the car, and it was uh, a uh, a committee chairman. Now that the Democrats run the Senate in Virginia, has said that there will be no testimony that he will allow with pronouns in them. You know, identifying somebody as a male or a female. I said to myself, I I don't know where this country's going, but the hardcore Marxist left is dragging us into a place where I don't want to go. So we can't even use the English language because we're identifying people by their obvious differences, not not as a matter of race or religion or anything else. He, she, Mr., Ms., Mrs. So now this is considered a problem. Why? Because there's a few hundred thousand people in this country who think it's a problem. I'm going to use pronouns to the day I die. What do you think of that? Uh, I support you. 110 percent. Our world has been full of historically despots and idiots and power-hungry fools. They've all failed. None of them will be successful. You know, the people that settled this country, uh, and some are my relatives, I'm not trying to brag about me. It makes me nobody. It makes them patriots and heroes. But there were people in my family here more than 200 years ago, and they fought from New Jersey. And I appreciate you allowing me to say that, Mr. Levin. All right, my friend. I appreciate your call. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. By the way, I hope you had a chance to watch my interview with Kurt Schilling. Wasn't he terrific? Absolutely terrific. It was after, what's that? Yeah, the president thought he was terrific. As a matter of fact, the president tweeted about it. Now, it was after the uh, the second football game. It bled into us. That is the second football game. But um, if you didn't see it, you can go back and watch it. I. Uh, it, it was a fascinating interview. He's really a fascinating person. And he's, he's another guy who's been uh, put upon by the left twisting his words, attacking him, and so forth and so on. So uh, I thought he was fascinating, and I hope we see and hear more of him. Becky, Arlington, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go. Hi. Yes, I want to express my outrage at how those Covington kids were treated and contrast that with how the gun control kids were treated. Can you imagine the reaction of... I'd love to see David Hogg put up with the crap that these kids... First of all, that is a brilliant point. 
you get the brilliant point of the day award. And why don't we compare them to Antifa? And Antifa was given a pass by CNN and MSNBC for most of the time. They were beating in people's brains, if you remember. Exactly. And then this one Congress, this one Democrat wanted to ban um, MAGA hats. How about let's ban hoodies? Let's ban Mm -hmm. the masks and the... uh, How about we ban facelifts? What's Nancy Pelosi going to do? I don't know. Well, she's kind of... That'll be, that'll, that'll be a rough day for her, I think. No, no offense, of course. And, you're, and you're, um, your screener already said that somebody had mentioned legal stuff, but I think these media outlets should have their licenses revoked. Well, they don't all have licenses. Cable TV, you don't have a license. Yeah, but and these social media have allowed all these threats to be going on, and Breitbart... There was a um, there was an article that somebody wanted to put these kids in the school and burn it down. And I guess isn't that FBI- nice? I'm telling you, the left. You know, we reject the kooks on the conservative side. We reject them. They're not even conservatives. They try and tie us into them. There are many kooks on the left. You see them on TV. You see them as guests, and they don't reject their own kooks. We'll be right back. Speaking to the four out of five Americans who are literate at 877-381-3811. I just saw on cable TV a, a young lady who used to work for Obama say that, you know, these, these comments by uh, Bernie Sanders and others calling the president today on Martin Luther King's birthday a racist and then some low-life congressman saying that he is a wizard for the Klan. That, look, the problem is the president hasn't done enough to distance himself from these groups, to denounce them, with Charlottesville and all, and, and they, they think he represents them. I want you to think about that a second. She worked for Barack Obama, who was in a photograph with Farrakhan, who to me is the David Duke of the left. She worked for President of the United States, who was very close to Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn, domestic terrorists, in my opinion, and Khalidi, who I've told you about before. So these aren't people who identified with him necessarily. These are people with whom he identified, Obama. Does that make Obama racist and a bigot? Just using her logic, and her logic is is illustrative of the logic of the left, period. There is nothing you can do to fight off this this really poisonous uh, propaganda of the left. And they start labeling you a racist and this, that, and they tolerate anti-Semitism within their ranks. They bring anti-Semites onto their own networks. They pay for them. Some of them are contributors for a period of time. I told you I was going to be the point of the spear on this. And you'll notice that more and more people are talking about this now, right, Rich? The problem in the Democrat Party, the problem in the media is the next place I want to go with this anti-Semitism. And so I expect the little backbenchers to follow me there, too. That's okay. 
It's important to get the word out. But to suggest that the President of the United States, Bernie Sanders, embraces an ideology that is responsible for the mass slaughter of human beings. And then he dismisses it. He tells you to look at Scandinavia. I don't want to look at Scandinavia. I want to look at the millions and millions and millions who have suffered as a result of the ideology he shares in whole or in part with the perpetrators. And why can't we ever discuss that? You know, Bernie Sanders won't come on my Fox show. He will not come on my Fox show. Elizabeth Warren will not come on my Fox show. Soon I'm going to name the Republicans who won't come on my Fox show. I'm very respectful. We do it in a very legitimate, professional manner. They don't want to be questioned. And I'm going to go down the list for you at one point. They don't want to come on. And by the way, that's not about my ego. It's just that I know a lot, and I would like to talk to them and challenge them gently, but nonetheless. I want to talk to Bernie Sanders about democratic socialism. If he wants to talk about Scandinavia, I'll talk about that too. I want to talk to Elizabeth Warren about capitalism. She's become very rich. I want to know what the problem is. She was a Republican once. Did you know that? I heard that the other day. Every one of these people announcing for president, for the Democrat side, we're now going to ask them to come on. They're all going to say no. I've even asked a number of their so-called intellectuals to come on the program. No. So, they know why. Because they know I know who they are. They know why, because they know I know who their philosopher kings are, who their intellectuals are. They know I know who they are. And they don't want to have that kind of discussion. They want to talk about freebies for everybody. Okay, let's get beneath that. Where does this come from? What is this ideology? Let's discuss it. And sadly, no brag, just fact, I know their ideology better than they know their ideology. I know their intellectual kings more than they know their intellectual kings. I think that's why. And by the way, every time you go online or use your public Wi-Fi, you're putting your personal information in danger. You're aware of that, right? Unless you take precautions, a hacker can grab your passwords or credit card information in seconds. These hacks happen millions of times a day, and the victims have their personal information exposed or identity stolen. So how can you protect yourself? Well, the software I use is the best. We call it ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN makes it super easy for anyone to stay secure online. ExpressVPN hides your IP address and encrypts all of your data online. That means nobody, nobody can see what you do on the Internet. Not even government spy agencies like the NSA. The ExpressVPN app takes 90 seconds to set up on your computer or phone. Then you click a button and poof, you are protected. So if you want to protect yourself and your privacy from hackers and spies, do it right now. Visit expressvpn.com slash mark to get this special offer. Three months free with a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash mark. For three months free with a one-year package. Don't risk your online data any longer. Protect yourself starting right now. Visit expressvpn.com slash mark today. Look, if this didn't exist, we would wish it existed, right? All the snooping, all the hacking domestically and internationally. Protect yourselves. 
expressvpn.com slash mark. All right, let's see who else is out there. Hold on one second. I'm going to hit this button, and up it will pop. Where we go? There it is. All right, Greg, Kenwood, West Virginia, listening on WMAL. Is that right? Yes, sir. All right, how are you? I'm good, sir. I just had a thought driving down the road, Mark. Yeah. Is there any way that the states uh, could raise funds and build the wall and just work around the federal government? I know it's a huge amount of dollars, but I was just wondering if that was a possibility. Well, that's a very interesting question. I understand that in Texas they've done some of that already, but the cost is just you know so high for a state. Uh, and it's not just the cost of the material and the labor. You know, you have to you have to uh, buy the private property, and some of the property they can't buy because it belongs to the federal government. So there are different issues that arise, but that's a very interesting question, actually. I, I know I live in West Virginia. I'd be more than happy to uh, send Texas some money to help them out. <laughs> well, look, somebody had a GoFundMe, and it only raised twenty, thirty million dollars. So we're going to need yeah. a little bit more than that. Right, right. All right, it, big guy. Just clear that you know. Our elected officials couldn't care less what we want to do, so we're going to have to come up with a workaround or something. Well, I would strongly encourage everybody in West Virginia to call Manchin. <laughs> I really would, because, uh, you know, the guy's a weasel, let's be honest. But sometimes he can push him over to uh, to the right side, you know? An issue, and he told me, you know, write a letter to my office, we'll get right on that. And his dear John, I can't do anything, and he didn't even get my name right on the letter that came back. You know, that, right. You know, that's a great piece of work he is. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody feels like, uh, you know, we know this guy. They feel like they know him. Right, right. Uh, but well, trust me, you don't. Well, thank you for your time, Mark. All right, buddy. Thank you. Getting something here sent to me by a friend in the archives Let's see, of the Washington Post. Uh, I'm looking at it. In, let's see, it is dated, bear with me, 1999 on this fellow, Nathan Phillips, who the media embraced wildly against these kids. And he's a proven liar now. This is from 1999, a little about 20 years ago. Nathan Phillips and other members of the Native Youth Alliance an organ, uh, if, if it is the same Nathan Phillips, an organization dedicated to aiding the children of incarcerated parents will be maintaining a month-long vigil on the Washington Monument grounds. And Phillips credits Peltier with his own presence in Washington as vigil. I visited Leonard Peltier in prison. He told me to stay in the area. Uh, let's see. To bring attention to all issues facing Native Americans, not just his own case. Now, who is Leonard Peltier? Anybody know? You know, Mr. Producer? Time goes by and people forget stuff. Any caller out there know who he is? I'm just curious. Let's, let's go to Tim in California, XM Satellite. How are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you. First of all, I'd like to give my condolences for the passing of your father. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I'm calling. Um, I was adopted from Korea in the 1960s. I grew up in this country, and 
I tell everyone, I am not an Asian American. I am an American first of Asian descent. And I wish every so-called minority race would do that. Maybe this country would be better off. I see myself as an American right. first. I've served my country. I love my country. I turned um, conservative after serving in the military under Carter. <laughs> and uh, I'm a conservative, not a Republican. And I love this country, and it just breaks my heart to see what's happening and where we could be going. I'm with you, brother. Thank you very much. Anybody know about Leonard Peltier, who uh, Phillips at least said, according to what was sent to me in a uh, archives piece from the Washington Post about 20 years ago, said he was inspired by him. Now, I'm 61, so I lived through this, although I was very young at the time. Although not that young, maybe 20. All right, I'll tell you. He killed two FBI agents. He was convicted, but he became a cause celeb for the left. And his supporters consider him a uh, political prisoner. He killed two FBI agents, convicted of it. So... um, Back to Nathan Phillips as I piece this together. Nathan Phillips, again, and other members of the Native Youth Alliance, an organization dedicated to... And Phillips credits Peltier with his own presence in Washington as a vigil. He said, I visited Leonard in prison, Leonard, and he told me to stay in the area to bring attention to all issues facing Native Americans, not just his own case. Phillips says that he holds more than half a million signatures on a petition demanding the release of Peltier, and in this he isn't alone. It's estimated that over 25 million signatures have been gathered worldwide. This includes Russia, where during the mid-1980s, Peltier's case became the subject of several Soviet accusations of U.S. human rights inconsistencies. We're here for all Indians, not just Leonard, Phillips says. And we also know that he's here for us and that we're all in the presence of Leonard Peltier. Again, I'm looking at this Washington Post link that was sent to me, archive 1999, November 5th. Now you learn a little bit more about Nathan Phillips. Now let me ask you folks a question. If this is accurate, why couldn't the Washington Post figure it out? It's in the Washington Post. Doesn't take much, does it, Mr. Producer? The media really do suck. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. One thing I enjoy every day is sitting in my extra, and I sit in this chair a hell of a lot, hours at a time. Now, if you own one, you understand what I'm talking about. The X chair gives you something to actually be happy about. You know, you're trying to get comfortable in a chair and a sofa. You'll get comfortable in this chair. I used to constantly feel uncomfortable because I was spending thousands of hours sitting in the wrong chair. You can even have a chair that looks pretty cool or it's priced pretty well. You know, it's 100 bucks, 112 bucks, whatever it is. I'll even put it together for you. And you know the stores you can get it at. Yeah, but they're not comfortable. And you'll know comfortable when you get one of these chairs. 
So I finally ditched that no-name superstore chair, and I traded up. I traded up to the X chair. And your workday, or even if you just are relaxing, whatever you do when you sit on a chair, it's completely changed and all for the better. Here's great news for anyone thinking about getting an X chair. Now you can finance the purchase of your X chair for as little as $30 a month. Seriously, for less than the cost of a daily cup of coffee. You can make 2019 your most comfortable and productive year ever by getting yourself an X chair. Have you ever sat in a chair and you don't even realize you're sitting in it? That's how comfortable it is. X chair is on sale now for $100 off. Just go to xchair.com right now. That's xchair.com. Or give them a call. If you're sitting in your car, give them a call right now. 1-844-4-X-CHAIR. That's 1-844-4-X-CHAIR. X-CHAIR comes with a 30-day no-questions-asked guarantee of complete satisfaction. So, folks, there is no risk whatsoever. Go to xchair.com now. And, by the way, if you use code Levin Footrest, you'll get a free footrest. And I use that footrest. It's great. That's xchair.com, xchair.com, free footrest, Levin footrest, or call them, 1-844-4X-CHAIR, 1-844-4X-CHAIR. Walt, Los Angeles, California, Sirius Satellite, go. Mr. Levin, it's a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, sir. I know who Leonard Peltier is. Yeah. He was the uh, spiritual advisor for the Sioux Nation. He was involved in the 1975 uprising at Wounded Knee and falsely accused by the FBI of the murder of two FBI agents and put in Oh, falsely accused. So, so the, the trial was a whole fake. Yes. Ah. Yes, sir, it was. How so? Well, it was a fake because the gun and the bullet didn't match the guns, and they, oh. they planted evidence and framed him. They planted evidence, framed him. Well, how could they frame him if the bullet didn't match the gun? Um, the bullet in the FBI did not match the Ah, shut up, you idiot. Get off the phone. He executed two FBI agents. Need to hear your crap. Call the wrong station. All right, let's continue. Maybe he's running for president, too. Everybody's running for president. You see this? Kamala Harris is running for president. You know, Obama has started a trend on the left. You serve, what, less than two years in the U.S. Senate, and you are therefore qualified to be president of the United States. As long as you appease, you unilaterally disarm, you open our borders, you massively increase spending, you massively increase taxes and regulations, you go around the world trashing our country, any four-year-old can do that. So look at the... Uh, the conga line of fools they have running for president. Six of them already announced. You can't even name all six of them. Kamala Harris. What a complete moron. And not only that, nasty as hell. Now, we just heard on TV that she's the first legitimate black woman to run for president. I wonder, again, what that's supposed to mean. What is that supposed to mean? Are we not allowed to criticize her now? There's a gentleman who's running who's a Latino. Am I not allowed to criticize him? How about Bernie Sanders? He's almost 80 years old. Am I not allowed to criticize him because of his age? 
the hell's going on? I'll criticize whomever the hell I want to, particularly on the left. The things they call our president, the things they say about him. But, you know, I don't think you should really criticize her. Criticize her? She's an idiot. I'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. This is our three, you won't want to miss it. Live and national, KRLA, Los Angeles, WPHT, Philadelphia, WABC, New York, what else? KSFO, San Francisco. Uh, now I'm in trouble because I'm starting to work my way down the list. That's a mistake, but you know who you are. We only have 300-something more to go. That's right. Now, we had a kook. It's typical. This Peltier crowd that calls has been going on for decades. Whoa. And um, about the bullet. Now, the FBI points out that uh, an examination of the physical evidence concluded that... Agents Williams and Collar had been killed at close range by a 223 type bullet. According to witnesses, Peltier was identified as the only person in possession of a weapon that would fire a 223 type bullet at the time of the murders. The weapon was an AR 15 rifle at the time. So I'm not going to get into the weeds anymore, but, you know, he wasn't, he was set up by the FBI. No, he's a killer. And he's in prison. And he's lucky that we didn't have the death penalty back then. Or he'd be a killer in hell. I want to remind you folks, we're trying to get all of you, my wonderful Levinites in my audience, all of you, to, uh, to join in and sign up for our podcast. It's absolutely free. You don't ever have to use it, but I want you to learn how to use it, those of you who don't have it. Because it's, it's something where you can take this show along with you anywhere, anytime. Or if you miss an hour or two, uh, you can check it out as well. And I think you would like it a lot. 
So all you have to do is download it. And I'm going to tell you what you do. We've made it very easy for you to subscribe for free. I want to emphasize that. There's no cost whatsoever. And to download the Mark Levin Show podcast on all your favorite platforms. You can use iTunes, Google Music, Apple, or any other podcast reader. But here's the thing. If you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, or you want to find out how to do this, we'll tell you. Just go to my regular website, marklevinshow.com, and search for the keyword podcast in the upper left-hand corner of the page. Oh, it says upper left. So for a week, I've been saying upper left. All right. Go to marklevinshow.com, search for the keyword podcast in the upper right-hand corner of the page. If you're looking at your screen upside down, then it's in the left corner. And you can always listen to the podcast on the Mark Levin Show app, all right? So I want to encourage you to do that if you're ever on a trip or if it's taped late or if we're preempted or you're busy and you miss the show, you just go to marklevinshow.com, search for the keyword podcast in the upper right corner of the page. It's that simple. All right. Is there anything else? No, I think that's about it. Let's see here. I've been wanting to get to this. I've been wanting to get to this. Carl Rove warns Senate GOP, don't put only focus on base. Well, that got my attention. I said, okay. Former White House political strategist, I believe this is USA Today, but I'm not sure. Carl Rove warned, it's the Hill actually, warned Senate Republicans in a meeting this week not to become overly reliant on their conservative base as they head into what should be a tough 2020 presidential election. Let's stop right there. Are the Republicans in Congress overly reliant on their conservative base? Is that how they ran this last time, a few months ago? Is that how they got their asses kicked in the House? They were running as conservatives? No, they were running from conservatives. They were running from Trump. I don't understand why Karl Rove gets all this uh, attention as some kind of an expert. I'll tell you why. When he uh, came into office as a staffer with George W. Bush, we controlled the House and the Senate. We already controlled the House and the Senate. Now, the architect, as uh, he likes to be called, he, uh, he was the architect in 2006 of us losing Congress, both houses. And so now he's very tight with Mitch McConnell. They're of the uh, Gerald Ford, Richard Nixon wing of the Republican Party, not the Reagan wing, not the Trump wing. And so he and McConnell, they're advising the Republicans in the Senate to run like wimps. Don't worry about the base. I don't know how many times we... We bring victory to the Republican Party. How many times? Reagan twice, two massive landslides, even George H.W. Bush and his victory, which was the third Reagan victory. We drag George W. Bush over the victory line. The Tea Party gives them the House. The Tea Party gives them the Senate. All they have is resentment and hate, really, for the Tea Party condemn us from day one. And now they bring in Karl Rove to tell them how to run. 
Rove, who served as former President George W. Bush's top political strategist, was brought in by Senate GOP leaders to speak to the 22 Republican incumbents up for re-election at an all-day planning session last Thursday hosted at Nationals Park in southeast Washington, D.C. Rove advised lawmakers at the meeting not to rely too much on the conservative base, which is solidly behind Trump and the stalemate over funding for a border wall, and remember the importance of expanding the GOP's appeal. Look, you want to expand the GOP's appeal? Then speak like traditional, family-oriented, faith-oriented, support the military, support law enforcement, limited government, low taxes. It actually works. It actually works. There's so many kooks running on the other side. Just articulate a freedom agenda, a family agenda, a capitalism agenda, a national security agenda, a law enforcement agenda. Just articulate. Stop being wimps. And many of you will win. Everybody can't win. That's just the way it is. But many of you will win, and many of the people who aren't incumbents will win too. And maybe some of these incumbents don't deserve to win. Maybe they've done things that should not serve as a basis for winning, right? Posts show that while Trump has strengthened his standing with Republican voters during the shutdown, he's losing ground with independents and non-college-educated white voters, another key demographic. Ladies and gentlemen, the election is a little less than two years away. We know what happens with these quote-unquote shutdowns. The Republicans take a hit, and then over time, and then over time, they don't. The Democrats tend to take a hit. So uh, I would not be listening to Rove unless you want to lose your seat or you, uh, you know, your, your, your Senate and the House elections based on the Electoral College, which it's not, because it's not a presidential or vice presidential race. Another one I've been meaning to get to, you notice how much time we have to spend on dealing with the media and the lies and the non-reality they create? I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, I've got all this stuff piled up that I want to talk with you, but I'm, as, I, as I talk to you, all the hate and poison and vile aimed at this president. Can somebody tell me one thing substantively that he's done that deserves this? You have so-called people on the right who say if he dares to trigger the National Emergencies Act, he's no better than anybody. He's centralizing power. You go, what? This has been done a zillion times. Where have you been? He has a modest proposal. It is a modest proposal for securing the border, parts of the border that need to be secured immediately. And this is, this is worthy of a government shutdown. Not one penny for the wall. Not one penny. We will not allow him to hold a gun to our head. These fools who supported more than one penny just a few years ago. So he's fighting to do that. He's already increasing increased spending for the United States military. He defends law enforcement. I mean, what has he done that's so outrageous? Well, his character, you know. He's got a weak character. I'm going to tell you something. 
This man was elected, despite everything he'd done in his past, whatever it is, as President of the United States, he's shown nothing but high character. He hasn't been chasing interns in the Oval Office or worse. He hasn't been skinny-dipping in the White House pool with interns the way John Kennedy did. Oh, don't say it. I'll say whatever the hell I want to. He didn't sleep with woman after woman after woman in the White House like LBJ did. He hasn't done any of that stuff. None of it. He's not tapping people's phones. He's not tapping reporters' phones, if you will. What exactly has he done? If you don't like a tweet, so what? That deserves all this animus. He must be impeached. He must be indicted. He didn't even build a damn hotel in Moscow. Hilton did. Marriott did. They all did. He did. There's no Trump hotel in Moscow. That doesn't matter. He talked beyond this date. And he talked beyond that. Do you realize how insane this is? We have a boatload of evidence that it was Hillary Clinton and the DNC that effectively colluded with the Russians, not the President of the United States. Media don't care. Prosecutor doesn't care. That's insane. He must be impeached. The emoluments clause. They can't even spell emoluments. The emoluments clause has nothing to do with this. They found a left-wing kook judge in Maryland, Mr. Chief Justice, an Obama appointee, or Clinton appointee, a hack. You know, I really think Maryland and D.C. have standing here. Why? Because the President of the United States owns that hotel, you know. And because it competes with other hotels, it has an effect. They don't even have standing, and the judge gives them standing. Pretty outrageous. So what has this president done? Today he was taking a hit. I don't know if it was Yahoo or whatever it was. Because he and the vice president went to the Martin Luther King Memorial. But they apparently, according to this report, should have spent more time. And because they didn't spend enough time, well, it was just a, just a show. Just showed up. He gives hamburgers... To the Clemson team, because the government shut down, and he has no chef at the White House. I didn't even know there was no chef at the White House. Did you, Mr. Producer? Which means he's obviously paying for all his own food. Imagine if it was Obama. Clinton, in particular, who deducted his underwear. Remember that? He must be a racist. He really dissed those athletes. And since most of them are African Americans, he's a racist. Are you kidding me? Well, on his own dime, look how cheap he is. On his own dime, look how cheap he is. He doesn't even take a salary. Why don't you take a look at Nancy Pelosi? She takes a salary. And they're worth like $100 and $150 million. Why does she do? Hey. She's a woman. You can't criticize her. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Trumpers are as bad as the leftists. I watched this guy Podhoritz when the BuzzFeed broke. This is an impeachable offense. 
You know what the hell happened to this guy? A lot of the neocons are this way. This Bill Crystal. He went out and slammed these kids, these Catholic kids. He didn't have all the facts. He's become a lunatic, in my humble opinion. Then he deletes his tweet. Bill, you better delete all of them because it looks like you have an issue, Bert. You really do. This is constant. And um, for what? This guy, Trump, has been hounded every step of the way. He's been hounded every step of the way. He's not allowed to take on the media. He's not allowed to call out individual reporters. He's not allowed to call out individual media outlets. Why? Because you just don't do that. You have to cower in front of the media if you're a Republican or a conservative. You have to bow down. Let me ask you a question. What do we know about any of these candidates, these Democrats, who've announced, the six of them? I mean, Elizabeth Warren has sort of uh, shot herself in her uh, high heels in many respects with her, uh, I have Indian blood. You don't have Indian blood. I'm one-tenth of one-tenth of one percent. See that? I was telling the truth. What do we know about Kamala Harris, really? It's like, what do we really know? You know, Bernie Sanders, they even keep stuff pretty well locked up. The way they did with Obama. What do we know about most of these? Very little. Why is that? Yeah, Trump. Everything. Anything. Well, he was thinking about building a uh, hotel in Russia, but that's legal. But... He said he wasn't involved in the particulars, and the date was longer than he suggested. Obstruction. Excuse me? That's obstruction. Pretty amazing, isn't it? I want, to listen, I want you to listen to this guy. Not that he's an anybody, but, but here's what gets me. Let's see. Uh, what show is he on? Cut 11, mister. Oh, MSNBC on Saturday. No, nobody's watching, but nonetheless, he's on. With Joy Reid, who has her own issues. But she's still there. Maybe she'll run for president. Fernand Amandi. Of, and he's an international, he's in, what is he? Of the Bendixson and Amandi International, whatever. He's an executive vice president. So the president gives his speech, rather modest proposal, right? Much more modest than. Schumer, Hillary Clinton, Obama, Harry Reid, and the others in the past have been. And I want you to listen to what this guy says in response. And he's on MSNBC. They give him airtime. Cut 11. Go. As to that ridiculous farce of a speech we just heard a few moments ago. First, I think it's important. Let's acknowledge Stephen Miller for again doing a successful 100% note-for-note recreation of 1933 Nazi Germany in the tone and in the rhetoric of the language of that speech. Let's stop. I am sick and tired of this. These comparisons to the Third Reich and Hitler. Anybody who has even a limited knowledge of what took place. The rounding up of Jews, the forcing them into ovens, shooting them on site, mass graves, gassing people. Anybody who has even a little bit of knowledge about this to suggest that his speech was 1933 Nazi Germany. MSNBC, NBC, Comcast, 
gave this guy a platform. I'll be right back. shut down because this show is essential call into the mark levin show at 877-381-3811 you know sleep is essential for good health do you agree if your new year's resolution has to do with being healthy which it probably does start by improving your sleep with a brand new set of bowl and branch sheets They're the softest, most comfortable sheets you will ever feel. And they only get softer over time because they're made with pure, 100% organic cotton. Wake up refreshed every single morning this year on a new set of Bowlin Branch sheets. They have thousands of five-star reviews. They're loved by hundreds of thousands of Americans, including former presidents. But including me. Head to BowlinBranch.com, BowlinBranch.com right now, and you'll get $50 off your first set of sheets, plus free shipping with promo code MARK. Now, these are the best sheets. Bowl and Branch, it's spelled B-O-L-L, B-O-L-L, and Branch.com, promo code MARK for $50 off. BowlinBranch.com, promo code MARK. I, you know, it's like the X chair, mattress, the sheets, the pillow. The point is to be as comfortable as you can. There's enough stress and frustration. And, you know, and I've often found myself having trouble sleeping. Things happen in your family, somebody's sick and so forth. Or there's stress in your life, in your, in your job. Something's going on. You need to have a place where you can get your health back. I'm, I'm quite serious about this. And Bowl and Branch is great. It's B-O-L-L and branch.com, promo code MARK, and get the $50 off. I strongly encourage you to try it. Now, I'm going to circle back briefly with you, and I'm going to take your calls. There's something wrong with the media. We've been talking about this a lot. Not obsessing, legitimately. Because they're now the story. The stories they report aren't so much the story. They're the story. And I think there's a lot of reasons for this. But there's something wrong beyond... (laughs) beyond, Excuse me. Beyond fake news. Beyond errors. Beyond mistakes. It's beyond that. I think as long as you have these fairly young narcissists and egomaniacs... We're not terribly professional, many of whom come out of politics. This is what you're going to get. Craig, Washington, D.C., the great WMAL. You agree? Hey, Mark, how are you doing? Okay. Great. Hey, you know, I think I agree 100% with you and the fact that the media is at the boiling point and something has to be done to stop it. Uh, it's just become so overt and disingenuous that we have to have some checks and balances and i think that can be through the consumer protection act well first of all it can't be because of the first amendment the government cannot get involved in freedom of the press or freedom of speech 
So they can't just pass a law, Consumer Protection Act, and apply it to the media. And I'm not sure I'd want them to, because remember, they control the government more than we do, and they don't like the Constitution, and we do. And so I think what the problem is here is there's not enough competition with the old platforms. There's more competition, obviously, with the new media, but there's not enough competition with the old platforms. People say, look at Fox. On a good night, Fox will have three, three and a half, tops maybe four million viewers on their top show, Hannity. But as I said the other day, the network news, when you, when you combine, that's 23 million people. The other thing is you look at Fox, they have some people who, who provide opinion, like their primetime lineup, and then others who don't. They're more news, and some of them news but with opinion. The other network, you can't tell what's what. You can't tell if Jake Tapper is giving a comment or, or reporting the news. And, and this is the problem. The problem is the dishonesty. And so you need competition. We need more competition. We need more Levin TVs. Uh, we need more um, uh, outlets. CNN being the most trusted news network. How it's is got a, you know, CNN is a tiny following. It really they're does. They're the most trusted. They're the most trusted. Oh, they are. And uh, I've been talking about for years now how there's very trusted airports in particular because they have a deal with all these airports that you have to run CNN. Did you know that? Yeah, but that's all false. It's false advertising. They can't be the most trusted unless somebody says they are the most trusted. I know, sir. They just say it like they do other things. They just announce that they're... I cannot go out yes. and advertise and say I am the most trusted. I know, but you don't have a First Amendment. They do. they do i'm sorry it's the way it is all right thank you very much and they if if we allow them to do what you suggest they'd be shutting down talk radio left and right and yet i don't pretend to be a journalist i don't pretend to be you know a journalist which is the the broadcasting equivalent of a guy with a pooper scooper as far as i'm concerned let's go to art new lennox illinois on the mark levin app how are you sir Hello, Mark, and thanks for taking my call. Love your show. I always learn from you. Well, and, and, th- th- and thank you for downloading the Mark Levin app. I'm trying to get everybody listening to do exactly the same thing. Oh, I've, been, I've had this one for months. Thank you. Um, I, I particularly love your program on Fox on Sunday night, and I'd like to suggest before I get to my main point, yes, the um, a, a possible guest for your show, Sidney Powell. You know what? I've thought about that, but I don't want to open the show up to people saying, I've got a guest. I've got a guest. I get enough of that around here. But she is a good lady. But anyway, go right ahead. Okay. $50 million allocated by Congress in 2006 for the wall. What happened to it? I don't know. They didn't allocate it, actually. They authorized it. They authorized it. They never appropriated it. That's their game. They can go home and say, Back then, I voted for a wall. I voted for security. I voted for this. But they didn't fund it. They only funded a little part of it. Slide of hand. Slime balls. That too. All right, Art. Thank you very much. Phil, Albany, New York, the great WGDJ. Go. President Trump should use it. uh, It should direct his acting attorney general, Matthew Whitaker, to use justice asset forfeiture program make awards or grants to the counties along the border if they want it for the purpose of building the wall 
that fund collects about two billion dollars on average each year, two point two. Yeah, but exactly. but as I told the other caller, it's not that's not the only problem. The problem is all that land is not private land that you can buy. Some of it is is federal. Some of it is uh, who knows what. Mark, we'll take whatever piece of it we can get, we'll, and they'll fill in the blanks, okay? Rome I, I don't think they're looking at it that way. I think they're looking at parts that the uh, Border Patrol have told them they need to strengthen, that, that have wide gaps. I don't think they're looking at building it all the way across what is remaining, a 1,000 miles or something like that. So it's not a matter of taking whatever we can get. But I'm not opposed to your idea. I don't, I don't know enough to know if it's workable. But, you know, anything that, that is legitimate that could be done, I don't have a problem with it. The, uh, I, I have a problem with the asset forfeiture law, I'll tell you that. Well, I, I do too, but most of that money that's taken in is from uh, illegal drug seizures and crimes related to illegal drugs. The primary mission... The mon- the but program- the, money, the money, as I recall, goes to the locals in the states, right? And it's squandered there. Uh, okay, not- okay, but it goes to the lo- under the law... It goes to the locals in the states, right? Well, they have discretion to, to do with so it. So the president can't direct them. You must use it for a wall. I believe he can, Mark. No, I don't believe he can, as a matter of fact. This is a statutory. This is a statute. The president can't just say, and you're going to use this for the money. I don't believe that's correct. But let me let me go back to another point you made earlier, which yeah. is that what do they have against President Trump? Well, he's undoing the Obama administration eight years. I, I, I know all that. We've ta- I mean, everybody's talked about that. What I'm saying is, impeach and destroy, seek and destroy. When you really think about it, that's all they have. Their political differences with the man. We all know that. But what is the really the basis for impeachment and indictment? What I'm trying to get at here is. The media are pushing this. The Democrats are pushing this. They're trying to create a juggernaut. And if they can't get him impeached and if they can't get some sleazy unconstitutional indictment, they want to defeat him the next time around. I think we're really looking at a low point in American history led by the media. The Democrat Party is totally out of control. And that's my point. Do you think it would have been any different under any other person like Ted Cruz? I do, because I actually think... Trump is a fighter. I think Trump Trump is incredibly tough. And he calls out the media and he calls them out by name. And uh, he's he's a different animal altogether. We've never seen anything like it. Amen to that. All right. Thank you. I mean, I've really come to like this guy a lot. I have my disagreements on trade with our allies. And so you all know that or criminal justice reform, whatever you want to say. But, you know, he's an 80 percenter, and that's pretty good as far as I'm 80 percenter in my mind. He may be 100 percenter with you all. That's fine. But he's an 80 percenter. George W. Bush was not an 80 percenter for me. George H. W. Bush was not an 80 percenter for me. The Republican Congress isn't even a 50 percenter for me. So here's a fellow who's turned out to be, in my view, far more conservative than a lot of people expected. He is sticking to his guns. He is sticking to his guns. And at a minimum, I mean, we should be pressing the case because I'll tell you what, we don't win this border fight. It's over because that border will be open. The sanctuary cities will be enshrined. The open border will be enshrined. And uh, it's over. And you and you see the media kooks 
the anchors, the hosts, the reporters, the guests, whatever you want to call them. It's a conga line. And they go on and on and on about their radical agenda. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Well, I'm sure you're tired of hearing me talk. How about I talk to you more? I think that's a good idea. Sal, Los Angeles. Do I have to do something? I'll do it after this. Sal, Los Angeles, California, 870 The Answer, KRLA Live. Go. My professor and a national treasure. Thank you for what you do. Thank you, sir. But, Mark, I have to uh, take issue with you on something with CNN. Yes. I think that you're missing the mark. I think that others have missed the mark on CNN. CNN really doesn't care about the domestic market. They're all interested in the international market. Internationally, where people go for news about America is CNN. That's interesting. That's a good point. They don't care about what we say in the United States. That's why they're in all the airports. But here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. What kind of a picture of America are they giving to all these foreign countries? They don't care about America. This is all about changing the culture. No, but, you, you're, but you're right. I want, but I, want, I want the audience to understand you make an excellent point. CNN is seen in all these countries overseas where a lot of these other state, uh, networks are not. The constant trashing of the country, the constant trashing of the president is seen all over the world. Agenda, Mark. This is the George Soros and his group, the globalists, who want to change the United States. Soros took down the Russian ruble. He took down the British pound. And what did he say? Next is the American dollar. I thought he was going after Hungary. Pardon? I thought he was going after Hungary. They threw him out. (laughs) Yeah, and he was a Jew that assisted the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not get into all that because, uh, you know, people get threatened all the time here. Yes, I'm well aware of it. He doesn't care about the American culture. Yes. So it's all about globalism. It's all about changing the American culture. Mark, you are such a, an amazing voice, and we need, we need your voice. Well, I'm not going anywhere for now. All right, my friend, thank you. I appreciate it. Just think about this. I understand his point. His point is important. But think about this secondary point, that everything they do on there, trashing the president, calling him Hitler, calling him Stalin, all this stuff, or racist, it's spread throughout the world. Because CNN has a huge footprint in all these countries. It really does. Scary. Let us go to Bruce, King George, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go. Mark, first of all, like one of your other callers, I want to, you know, hey, express my sympathy for the uh, passing of your father. Thank you very much. And also at the same time, uh, you know, one of the biggest things, like your former caller just said, I have a lot of friends all over the world, and they also follow CNN, and they all feel the same way. They're like, they will express their views to me in emails or calls, and they'll say, hey, look, you know, what is your president doing? And I'm like, what do you mean, what is he doing? He's working for us. Mm-hmm. He's working for us. Uh, so that's the first thing. The other thing is, earlier, uh, I had expressed my views as far as, you know, President Trump is a businessman. He's not a career politician. So he's definitely not a career politician. He's not going to play by their rules, whether it be Republican or Democrat. And these people cannot stand this. 
they just hate it. They just I, I think that's part of it. I think the other part is they really thought he was uh, a a loser. They really thought he was just too unusual. Uh, they didn't like his attitude. They didn't like the way he spoke. He disrupted what had been the status quo. I think you see this with the Never Trumpers, too. They're perfectly happy with a uh, with a Republican Party that keeps losing. Uh, meanwhile, they write books and talk about the end is near, but they don't really contribute to fighting that. Um, <clears throat> exactly. I, exactly. Yeah. And, the, and the other thing is, is that, you know, this is one of the first presidents we've had uh, for the longest time that has actually fought for the American people, not for the world, but for us, for the everyday working man, the everyday working class people that are out there every day. We're getting up at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. We're working until five, six o'clock in the evening. You know, we're providing for our families. We're doing what we're supposed to be doing every single day, day in and day out. And, and, and not only that, he talks to everybody who works hard. Nancy Pelosi doesn't. She puts out her bumper sticker lines. And look at all the time we're spending on trying to build a defensive barrier, wall, steel, whatever, on the southern border. Look at all the time we're spending on this. When we should be, this should be a snap of a finger, two fingers, and then you're off and doing doing what you need to do. This shouldn't even be a controversial. Exactly, Mark. And you know, the other thing too is is like all this witch hunting that they've been doing ever since the man was elected. In other words, they have literally these people have been pushing against him. Before he was elected. Done. All right, Bruce, I appreciate the call. Excellent call. They've had a lot of excellent calls tonight, except the nut job with the conspiracy. The FBI set up uh, Leonard Peltier. No, they didn't. He's a murderer. He killed those FBI agents in cold blood. Yes, that's exactly what took place. Richard, Fresno, California. The great, what is it? I can't see. K-I-O-N, Go. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for taking my call. It's an honor. You got it. Thank you, you, sir. I only get to listen to you in the car. Um, listen, I work for the Federal Bureau of Prisons. I'm under the Department of Justice umbrella. Yes, sir. I know that well. And oh yeah, and uh, we are among the lowest paid. Yes, you are employees out there. And I've got a single income family of six. Mm-hmm. All of that said, mm-hmm. I want the wall. You're a good man. You're a patriot. I want to thank you, and the, uh, I agree with that. Men and women who work in these horrific prisons do not get paid enough. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute all the heroes out there. I hope you'll join us tomorrow. We'll be right, well, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow.